0: crime shack here and today we will be covering the episode of jack the ripper happy halloween everyone i hope you're all having a very spooky time eating spaghetti and eyeballs and mummies in a blanket and stuff like that you've never heard of those no Oh, well, <laughs> we have them every halloween they're delicious I know. yes you turn meatballs to little eyeballs with veggies and then oh, you yeah. wrap you wrap a hot dog in this weird flaky thing and it's a mummy. Oh, you actually do that? Yeah. Oh. Sometimes we even do little eyeballs and it's all spooky. What do you have on Halloween then? What's your Halloween dinner? Not, nothing. My mother hates Halloween. What? Yes, my mother despises Halloween. You're crazy. No, I'm not. She is. <laughs> Ayo, I'm building an entire maze in my front lawn and we doing creepy clowns and like handing yeah. out extra candy and everything and you're like, yeah, we don't do Halloween. <laughs> yeah, we don't. That's weird. No. Um, so today, for our first episode ever, by the way, congratulations on us for that. That's an accomplishment. Is it though? Yes. Do you know how long I spent taking these notes? Really? That was an entire night of note-taking. My eyeballs nearly fell out of my brain. That's physically impossible, but okay. I actually know a person who can do that. Anyway, <laughs> Jack is one of the most famous on self-crimes. He is an unidentified serial killer who may have killed up to 11 women. Today, we will be only covering the canonical five, which were all streetwalkers, which may come in handy when we talk about suspects. So, want to hop right in? Sure. Let's go. The killer, who later on named himself Jack the Ripper, first appeared in Whitechapel, district of London in 1888. At the time, Whitechapel was a terrible place to live, not just because of Jack the Ripper. There was an overwhelming amount of crime, fresh food was hard to come by, and the smell of sewage was inescapable. Yeah, the killer's nothing. It's living in the toilet. That's bad for me. And it's like, why don't they just Febreze the entire district? Why? Just like have police cars just spray <laughs> it out of their window and that would try be to fun. that would be amazing. When was Febreze made? I actually don't know. When was Febreze made? Febreze made when? When was Febreze made? Not Febreze made when, that makes no Whatever. Sense. I don't know In 1996. So, back in 1888, there was no chance they were escaping sewage They yeah. It's sad. Okay. The body of Annie Chapman was discovered on Saturday, 8th of September at 6 a.m. That murder is the one that started to raise eyebrows. She was found near the back steps of 29 Hanbury Street. Just like Mary Nicole's, Annie died from two deep cuts across her throat, but the violence escalated. Some flesh was even found beside her body instead of inside of it. It was also discovered in an autopsy that one of her organs had been removed. The precision of the cuts led investigators to believe that the killer had anatomical knowledge, perhaps even a doctor. Um, no, I don't think he's a doctor. know why not? Guess you'll see you later. Okay. This murder also provided a witness who saw Annie Chapman talking to a man outside of 29 Hanbury Street only 30 minutes before her body was discovered. Elizabeth Long, the witness, described the man as dark-haired, wearing a brown hat and a dark overcoat. Elizabeth Long explained that the man and Annie had a short conversation before she lost sight of them. So they were talking... They were like hanging out like old buddies from high school, and they were like, "Hey, man, what's up?" And then she died thirty minutes later. The mailman. <laughs> what? The mailman. Why is there a mailman? mailman? No, who is the mailman in the district of Whitechapel in 1888? Then. You'll we'll find out. Later. What you researched a mailman in <laughs> mm-hmm. 19- It's the mailman. What? Oh gosh. I guess we're adding a mailman to our list of suspects later. (laughs) Trust me, it's the mailman. On the 27th of September, a letter was sent to Central New Agency of London. This letter is known as the Dear Boss letter nowadays. The letter said, Dear Boss, I keep on hearing the police have caught me, but they won't fix me yet. I have laughed when they look so clever and talk about being on the right track. That joke about leather apron gave me real fits. Grand work the last job was. I gave the lady no time to squeal. How can they catch me now? I love my work and want to start again. You will hear from me with my fun little games. I saved some proper red stuff in a ginger beer bottle over the last job to write with, but it went thick like glue and I can't use it. Red ink fits enough, I hope, haha. Ha. The next job, I shall clip the lady's ears off and send to the police, just for jolly, wouldn't you? Keep this letter back till I do a bit more work than give it out straight. My knife is so nice and sharp, I want to get to work right away if I get the chance. Good luck. Yours truly, Jack the Ripper. Don't mind giving me the trade name. P.S. Wasn't good enough to post this before I got the red ink off my hands. Curse it. No luck yet. They say I'm a doctor now. Ha ha. The terrifying news about a serial killer already had the public uproar, although many thought the letter was a fake. But this so-called Jack the Ripper proved them wrong. On Sunday, September 30th, 1888, Elizabeth Stride's body was discovered at approximately 1 a.m. in a- that field's yard. She was killed by a knife wound to her throat, But there were no other injuries. It was believed that someone may have walked into the murder and Jack had to go away before he was seen. Did you just say oh no? Oh no! Oh no! No one would have been crazy, whoever found Stride's body may have seen one of the greatest serial killers of all time. Mm -hmm. Or like, even Elizabeth Long. She saw one of the greatest serial killers of all time. She died by that one. No, Elizabeth Long is the, oh, the witness. witness. Okay. Elizabeth Stride is the victim. What if Elizabeth Long is, is Jack the Ripper? Elizabeth Long as Jack the Ripper. Mm. No, we'll get back to that because there's actually a theory. In less than an hour, the body of Catherine Eddowes was found in Mitre Square. Her throat was cut, just like the other canonical five, but this time, a piece of her ear was missing, along with other injuries similar to Annie Chapman's. It was a terrible scene, and the police surgeon who conducted the autopsy autopsy stated that it would have taken at least five minutes to complete. So, it's the mailman. The mailman would know all the shortcuts, Mm -hmm. Exactly. (laughs) It's crazy, though, like, in less than an hour, a second body was discovered. Like, not like someone is yelling, there was a double murder tonight. Like, no one's doing that. They have to wait for the morning. (laughs) Mailman. (laughs) It would be, can you imagine just some weird kid going around like, I saw there was a second body. Not only was Jack the Ripper confident enough to murder a second victim in the same night, but he did it in the same hour and spent a considerable amount of time with the second. This shows the killer was very knowledgeable of back streets and shortcuts, especially to weave past the city swarming with police. A knife was found at the scene of one of the killings that night and sparked theories that the killer may have been employed at a butchery trade. Its design made this a possible theory. A little further, they found a piece of Edo's bloody apron. A chalk inscription upon the wall directly above it read, Jews are the men that will not be blamed for nothing, but it, it is unclear if that has anything to do with the case. So, there's a knife, there's a bloody apron piece, and there's this inscription on the wall that nobody knows has anything to do with the case. Oh, it might be. It might be that, because might be some random butcher because 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 they don't have they don't have a high education mm-hmm. and plus the mailman might be working two jobs exactly. so he may the mailman butcher. always the mailman <laughs> our final canonical victim mary kelly was discovered lying on her bed at 10 45 a.m on friday 9th november november 1888 Believe it or not, this murder was the most violent out of all of the victims. Her face was hacked beyond recognition, she was completely empty of her insides, and there was a significant escalation in the violence, clearly. Even after the killer stopped, the citizens of London have been asking for answers, but centuries later have still received none. These attacks left London and the world nervous. The most unsettling part about this case is that and serious lack of evidence. A large team of police conducted house-to-house inquiries throughout Whitechapel. Nothing. More than 2,000 people were interviewed, 300 people were investigated, and 80 people were detained, yet still, the case remained unsolved. Sir James Fraser, the commissioner of the city police, offered a reward of 849 points. $40 million Canadian dollars for the arrest of Jack the Ripper. Sadly, that money stood in James' pocket. With all that said, let's get into some suspects. I know who it is. Who is it? It's the wife. It's the husband. The husband has two jobs. He works different jobs than I've ever shipped. The shipped. First... To which victim? What husband? Victim. Mary Kelly? Yes. Actually, that's like our last suspect, and I think you're really going to like it. I found a lot of dirt on him. Sir Melville McNaughton, the head of Criminal Investigation Department, narrowed his list down to only three names, but many believe that the Ripper was not one of these suspects. Therefore, we will be naming the three suspects McNaughton believes to be the killer. A theory in our final suspect will be, in my opinion, the most probable suspect. The first name McNaughton had on his list was Montague-Drewitt. Drewitt had an uncle and cousin who were both doctors, and he had an interest in surgery. It was also a possibility that he lived with his cousin who was working close to the murders. Drewitt's mother was reportedly going insane. In fact, Drewitt wrote a note that he feared he was also going insane. Sadly, four weeks after the murder of Mary Kelly, the last canonical victim, druid's body was found floating in a river. The second suspect on McNaughton's list was Michael Ostrog, a Russian doctor and former patient in an asylum for homicidal tendencies. Ostrog was only a suspect because of his time spent in asylums and his inability to provide a strong alibi for where he was when the murders happened. No arrest was made on Ostrog because of lack of evidence. McNaughton's final suspect was Aaron Kosminski, a patient in an asylum from 1889 to 1919 where he died as a patient. Kosminski was known for his hatred towards women, especially streetwalkers. A book titled Naming the Ripper by Russell Edwards highly suspected that Kosminski was the Ripe Chapel Ripper. Edwards went as far as getting DNA evidence from Dieto's apron, but there was a terrible mistake in naming the mutation. At first, it was believed the mutation on the apron was called 314.1c, a mutation only believed to be found in one of 290 people. But this naming of the mutation was incorrect. It turns out it was actually called 315.1c, a mutation shared by more than 99% of European descent. So... This proves absolutely nothing. Now, I will explain the theory that Jack the Ripper was actually a female. This theory is called Jill the Ripper. Although Elizabeth Long reported to see Annie Chapman with a man at 29 Hanbury Street, it would be easy for a woman to sneak past police, especially on the night of the double murder. Also, a midwife with blood on her sleeves wouldn't raise any attention seeing as they had anatomical knowledge so the only downside to this is that elizabeth long reported seeing a man yeah but like like so i said it's the man it man. could be elizabeth though yeah like i said it's the man, man. she was just there to play
1: what if girl? she
0: made up she made up the story he was never there yeah but if it was an even in the mailman? Or what if he was- what if they were married? What if it was Elizabeth Long? Yes, but what if they were married? Her- why is there a mailman involved? Can I ask that? No. Our final suspect, the one I believe to be Jack the Ripper, is Joseph Barnett, a fish porter. I have a long list as to why I believe Barnett was the killer, starting with the fact that Barnett actually lived with Mary Kelly the last victim. Barnett lived in many other locations in London, making him knowledgeable to the back roads to be able to pull off the double murder. But it is also believed that Barnett was in love with Kelly, even calling her his wife when they were just roommates. Barnett also worked extra hard to keep Kelly off the streets. It is theorized that Barnett killed the first woman to scare Kelly, which worked but when Barnett lost his job, Kelly had to return to be able to afford life. Barnett and Kelly also had a fight about her love of gin, an alcoholic beverage, which ended with Kelly bringing home two other streetwalkers, an act that Barnett found unacceptable. It became violent, even a window was broken. Suspiciously, ten days after Barnett moved out, Kelly was murdered was also the only victim killed and found in her bed. Barnett was living with her to make him aware to her sleeping schedules and how to unlock the doors. Please note that it is confirmed that Kelly was killed in her sleep. If Barnett was the killer, he would no longer have a motive to kill after Kelly died. The knife at the double murder may have been used at its job as a fish porter he may also have anatomical knowledge because of his career. The last piece of evidence pointing towards Barnett as Jack the Ripper is that it was reported that his friends call him Jack. How did they not get him, Gaston? Because they have no physical evidence. Uh, uh, you know I the knife is the knife is physical, physical evidence. Yeah, but was it actually though? Yeah, because it evidence. found on the crime scene. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, it was found at the double murder. Did it? Oh, yes. But did it yeah. have his fingerprints on them? It's 1888. I don't think they had fingerprinting. Oh, well, that's just stupid. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for listening, guys. Happy Halloween. Hope you have a fun time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to our episode today. We hope that you join us next time for the case of Scott Peterson. Shout out to Red J for the music and to Willem for the cover art. Thank you for my mom who posted it on social media platforms for our audience. And thank you to everyone who is listening right now. We hope you have a great Halloween in a great two weeks.